Welcome back, Hemming Brainiacs, to the podcast talking about Charles, sorry, Henry Charles, Beeching, Bliss Carmen, and Douglas Hyde. Swim says the mama fishy says Reverend Henry Charles Beeching was an English poet and clergyman. This is about all the internet has to say. Fair enough. William Bliss Carmen, he wasn't a very good poet either. Hope he was a better clergyman. William Bliss Carmen was a Canadian poet who lived most of his life in the United States, where he achieved international fame. He was acclaimed as Canada's Poet Laureate during his later years. Carmen's metered formal verse explores natural and spiritual themes. And Douglas Ross Hyde, 1860-1949. Oh, we've got their dates of their, their years of death. So William Bliss Carmen died in 1929, and Douglas Ross Hyde was 1860-1949. He was an Irish academic, linguist, scholar of the Irish language, politician and diplomat who served as the first president of Ireland from June 1938 till 1945. That's a tough innings. He was a leading figure in the Gaelic revival and the first president of the Gaelic League, one of the most influential cultural organisations in Ireland at the time. How could he? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, he died in 1949. Very, very cool. All right, thank you, Swim, for that. Much appreciated, as per usual. Now, how many poets do we have left? Not many, right? We are up to... um, Who did we read? Who was the last one? Douglas Hyde. That means we're up to Arthur Christopher Benson, who's number 859. Oh, no, that's his poem. Okay, so we've got... 24 poems left by the looks of things. I might be wrong. I might have that wrong, but still, that's not much. Um, Arthur Christopher Benson, born 1862, The Phoenix. By feathers green across Casbin, the pilgrims track the phoenix flown, the, by gems he strewned in waste and wood, the jeweled plumes at random thrown. Till wandering far by moon and star, they stand beside the fruitful pyre. Where breaking bright with sanguine light, the impulsive bird forgets his sire. Those ashes shine like ruby wine, like bag of Tyrian murex split, spilt. Sorry, The claw, the jowl of the flying fowl, are with the glorious anguished guilt. So rare the light, so rich the sight. Those pilgrim men on, on profit bent... Drop hands and eyes and merchandise and are with gazing most content. Henry Newbolt, 1862. He fell among thieves. Yea, have robbed, said he, yea, have slaughtered and made an end. Take your ill-got plunder and bury the dead. What will ye more of your guest and sometime friend? Blood for our blood, they said. He laughed, if one may settle the score for five, I am ready, but let the reckoning stand till day, I have moved the sunlight as dearly as any alive, you shall die at dawn, said they. He flung his, em- flung his empty revolver down the slope, he climbed alone to the eastward edge of the trees. All night, long in a dream untroubled of hope, he brooded clasping his knees, he did not Hear the monotonous roar that fills the ravine, where the Yassin River sullenly flows. 
He did not see the starlight on the Laspur hills as all the far Afghan snows. He saw the April noon on his books aglow, the wistaria trailing in at the window wide. He heard his father's voice from the terrace below calling him down to ride. He saw the grey little church across the park, the mounds that hid the loved and honoured dead, the Norman arch, the chancel softly dark, the brasses black and red. He saw the school close, sunny and green, the runner beside him, the stand by the parapet wall, the distant tape and the crowd roaring between, his own name over all. He saw the dark wainscot and the timbered roof, the long tables and the faces merry and keen, the college eight and their training trainer dining aloof, the dons of the day serene. He watched the liner's stem ploughing the foam, he felt the trembling speed and the thrash of her screw. He heard the passengers' voices talking of home, he saw the flag she flew. And now it was dawn, he rose strong on his feet, and strode to his ruined camp below the wood. He drank the breath of the morning cool and sweet, the murderers around him stood. Light on the Lasper Hills was broadening fast, the blood-red snow peaks chilled to a dazzling white. He turned and saw the golden circle at last cut by the eastern height. O glorious life, who dwellest in earth and sun, I have lived, I praise and adore thee, a sword swept. Over the past the voices one by one faded and the hill slept. Gilbert Parker Born 1862, Reunited is the name of the poem. When you and I have played the little hour, have seen the tall subaltern life to death, yield up his sword and smiling draw the breath, the first long breath of freedom when the flower of recompense hath fluttered to our feet, as to an actor's and the curtain down, we turn to face each other all alone, alone we too, who never yet did meet, alone and absolute and free. Oh, then, oh, then, most dear, how shall be told the tale? Clasped hands, pressed lips, and so clasped hands again. No words, but as the proud wind fills the sail, my love to yours shall reach. Then one deep moan of joy, and then our infinite alone. All right. That's going to do it for today. Three poets, three poems. Uh, Tomorrow we've got a couple of heavy hitters in a row. Oh, my dear. Do we do both of them? The next two poets are William Butler Yeats, who, unless I'm mistaken, is is a heavy hitter. Unless I'm thinking of a different Yeats. Nope, that's the one. And then... Rudyard Kipling, another heavy hitter. I guess as we get closer towards the end of the book, uh, we've got the more modern ones and they're the more famous ones other than like your Shakespeare's and, you know, things like that. Um, All right. Anyway, big day tomorrow. Thanks for listening. I'll see you then.